Hello and welcome to We're Watching What? Or in the case of today, we're interviewing who? I'm your host, Dana, or the DHKs I'm known. And my guest today is Nita Manzoor. She's here to discuss her debut feature film, Polite Society. You might know Nita from her show, We Are Lady Parts. And Polite Society is about Rhea Khan, who is a martial artist aspiring to become a stunt woman. It's about her and her relationship with her older sister and her family and a whole bunch of other things. We do allude to some plot points in it, so it would be better to have seen the film before listening to this. And also, I highly recommend you watch the film. It is truly great. And without further ado, here's we're interviewing who? Just a tiny bit of context. I grew up doing martial arts my entire life, so I was very excited. <laughs> so some of my questions are a little themed around that. Oh, brilliant. Brilliant. Okay. But I will start with, what was the most emotionally challenging scene? Ooh, wow. Deep, deep quickly. You know, it was a sister's fight. The mm. sister fight, because I just really felt the kind of anger between those sisters. I wanted my sister to be there. It just represented all the kind of tension we had, you know, in the way that your sister knows how to hurt you the most, but also how to lift you up the best, you know. And that scene for me was was really cathartic to film. I felt like I got to like work through a lot of stuff to see these two sisters really kind of go for each other, but come from a place of love, really. What is the biggest fight that you've ever had with your sister that you're willing to share? <laughs> I fought with her many times, verbally and otherwise. You know, we did martial arts together growing up. We studied karate together. We often were paired up to spar and she was stronger than me, faster than me and better than me. And I remember fighting her a lot and her winning and me being humiliated in front of all these teenagers. And just like the, the sort of violence of what it feels like to be a teenage girl, and the physical violence of being in a martial arts fight with the sort of emotional violence of being a teenage girl all kind of hitting together. And I feel like that's where like the germ of the film came from those teen years fighting my sister in karate class, I think. <laughs> so what level belt did you feel you were going into this production versus when you came out of it? <laughs> that's a really good question. <laughs> uh, I told you the martial arts background had oh, to come into it. <laughs> And Damn. you can start as a black belt because there are many levels of black belt. So, oh, you know. there are. Like, yeah. what Dan black belt was I? I don't know. I think I went in feeling like I was like a purple belt with a stripe. You know, okay. like, I'm cool, but I'm not like a brown belt yet. Um, I did Shotokan karate, so I know like all the belt systems are different for every Yeah, 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 but I know belt. exactly what you're, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, purple with a stripe, like, I've got like a bit of confidence, but, you know. And then I came out as like maybe a brown belt. I was okay. like, okay, I've, I've leveled up. You know, yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't think I'm like, I think I got a way to go yet in my filmmaking career, but you know, that, that <laughs> I've never been asked that question. That's a, <laughs> a brilliant question. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Very rarely just the, like a, you know, a confluence of martial arts and like also growing up with a sister and all that stuff. And and I was just like, oh, this is this movie is made for me in so many senses. Yes. So thank you. Oh. I'm going to guess I know the answer to this, but I will ask, what did you feel the most logistically challenging scene was to film? Ooh, the school fight. Oh, was really? Finished. Okay. It was it was bonkers mainly because we decided to shoot on location in a real library. So it's not a set. And this, this that's a fight scene that's filmed over three days. And we had the light was changing constantly. Me and my DP were like, are we? why did we do this? We were just so high on it being like, a schoolgirl library that felt like a gladiator ring. You know, we we're like, this is the best thing. It's like iconic. It's like a Colosseum. But actually, it was a nightmare to shoot because the light was changing constantly. The girls were getting COVID. And, and so there's no, oh, no. continuity. <laughs> yeah. If you look at the continuity, you're like, 
don't look at it please don't look at it um (laughs) you know it was it was such a challenge but then you know having an incredible crew having like Priya and and Shona who plays Kovac like be these great actors who really like had so much to give and like really like helped us kind of get the fight because they were just so game and just really stayed with us so yeah we were like I, I have to ask, like, did teachers not exist in your world when I, like, if I, if that level of fight and that level of sort of spectatorship had occurred at my school, I think somebody would have shown up to break it up or was it just like a girls will be girls growing up? Yeah, I, for me, it was like the fights really were a way that I could externalize the internal violence of what it feels like to be a teenage girl. Yeah. So like the teacher comes in at an opportune moment at the end of the fight to be like, girls, what is going on? You know, so <laughs> it was, it was all very carefully orchestrated. Like I wanted it to feel like we're in a heightened world where, where those small violences play out kind of large. Um, so that was what really what I was going for um, with the, with it, it fights. also gave me like a tiny bit of Scott Pilgrim vibes in terms of the, the sort of almost cartoonish level, not cartoony, yes. but you know, yeah. No. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. And we're back. I'm curious, who are some of the Albas and Claras in your life? Oh my gosh, I have many Albas and Claras. You know, you know, f- female friendship is one of my favorite things to write because I felt like I've been so nourished by that and wanting to write these characters who are just like pure joy on screen. And when you see them, they're like, uplift because that's how I felt with my friends you know they they give you that kind of self-belief and pick you up when you're down um yeah I just I just feel so blessed that I have good female friends yeah do you have any co-batches in your life as well I'm guessing maybe uh, you know which which are uh, unlikely yeah (laughs) no I I feel very lucky I don't have any co-batches anymore but I definitely did at school you know you gotta but Kovac, her arc is one of redemption. Yeah. By the end, she's a Clara Albus. So, you know, I, well, yeah, I definitely have some friends who you start off a little bit like, do I trust you? And by the end, you're like, thick Steve's. Um, that's definitely something I have for sure. Okay. <laughs> what do you think the biggest change from the first iteration of the story was to the one we see on screen? It's hmm. That's a good question. Those early drafts, you know, I wrote it over 10 years ago and I hadn't really studied screenwriting. So all I had was knowing movies from watching movies. But those first drafts were just had the kind of excitement that I I have for the genre, but probably lacked the kind of skill of pulling it all off. I was biting off a lot and don't think it was all hanging together. So I feel extremely lucky actually that it took as long as it did because it meant I had to go away. I got to direct other people's shows. I got to write for kids TV. I got to write my own TV show and really learn the craft and sort of find my voice and find how I want to express the story. I got to grow as a human and as a a screenwriter and director so you know the first draft was just probably a weird mess and I'm part of me is kind of curious to have seen it it may have been fun in some ways but also very disturbing and weird in in others Um, this one I was much more aware of like making sure I kept the audience on side and with me tonally so do you have a spinning flying kick in your life something that you felt like you were so frustrated by and weren't able to master until it was like finally it came down to it and you you, you pulled through in the end you know what making polite society was my spinning point okay <laughs> that's, that's that fair that seems very fair yeah. I, I spent every day on set you know with a small niggling self-doubt of like can I pull this off is this insane you know I had 
those 10 years of being told no, that this film doesn't work, that we don't want to make this film. You know, I couldn't get it financed. I was, and it really shook my self-confidence. It's basically like Rhea getting splat on the floor every time she tries to do that kick. I felt splat, splat, splat. Like I just felt so, um, yeah, so disheartened and unsure of myself, um, especially because, you know, I didn't have necessarily the belief from my parents um, initially that I could I could do it. So you kind of end up with like quite an extreme level of self-doubt. Um, but, you know, again, getting to grow, getting to work in television to sort of find other opportunities and then come back to it was really, really a, a gift. Um, but yeah, I'd say making the making this film and pulling it off and hopefully it finding an audience, that was me like landing this kick. There you go. The, the promartial arts perseverance comes through. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay, so my last question is also a deep one. How do you yeah. define personal success now? And how has that definition changed from when you were younger? Wow, that is a great question. Oh, you know, I feel like it's it's definitely changed how I find personal define personal success. I always attach so much of my identity to the job I do as a filmmaker. And I'm like, that's who I am. I'm the movie, but I'm not the film. You know, what what I had was the the process of making it. And now the film isn't mine anymore. It's kind of belongs to the audience. And and it's like trying to detach my identity from my work and and you know and and actually just sort of live as a person and honor my friendships and family and and kind of be in the world not just as a filmmaker you know I spent my 20s just you know putting my career and my love of filmmaking above all and now I'm trying to rebalance it where I kind of honor my family and my relationships and and those closest to me, at least at the same level as my <laughs> my moving making endeavors. <laughs> it's about uh, again finding balance physically and emotionally, and, and yes. it's all that. It all comes back. It's all very. It's <laughs> yeah. all linked. <laughs> uh, but but thank you so much. I seriously, I love this movie so much. And, uh, the, oh. and I don't want to spoil it for people. The unexpected directions, and just like as someone who understands the the physicality of being so frustrated in your youth and like I think especially as women you know not being able to express it and getting like mm. the opportunity to see these characters do that I was like yes here we go oh, I'm so glad you enjoyed yes. it, it means so much to me thank you <laughs> thank you so much congrats on the film thanks thanks for chatting it was great a huge thank you to Nita for joining. Polite Society is out in theaters now. And if you like this episode, we would love it if you could leave us a rating or a review or even consider subscribing.